Hi, everyone. It's Melinda Garvey with the See It To Be It podcast. This week, we have another great interview with an incredible role model. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the See It To Be It podcast. I am your host, Melinda Garvey, the founder of On The Dot, whose mission is to lead women to success through the stories and actionable advice from role models. And today we have yet another creative, innovative role model, and I'm excited to introduce you to her. Her name is Cassandra Schuck, and she is a serial entrepreneur and founder of several companies, Tola Marketing Creative, which is a full-service marketing creative agency for female entrepreneurs. She also has a really cool podcast called the Stacked Against Podcast, and she also has a company called the Milk and Cookie Company, and I will let her kind of dive in and explain all of those things as we move on, but welcome, Cassandra. We're really happy to have you with us today. Hey, Melinda. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited that we could do this interview in the midst of craziness and chaos and just world shifting. That's right. It is world shifting. You know, it's interesting. I've had a couple of of interviews during this time. We're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. And obviously women, I'm so used to them being so naturally innovative and resilient and what they're doing, but even seeing and hearing about just that adding that extra layer of stress and confusion and uncertainty on top of it. And I think that in many ways, as female entrepreneurs, we are kind of built for this. And in a weird sort of way, I don't know if you felt like that, but I'm scared. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, I don't think at any point in my career have I flexed more of my entrepreneurial muscle as I have during the last two weeks. 100%. um, Yeah. So I feel like we're in a state now where it's forced creativity and considering a lot of the work that I do is actually out of my past traumas. A lot of the people that I serve have had, you know, similar traumas. And what people don't quite understand right now is what we're living through is defined as traumatic. And we're right now in this hustle, survive, get things done, try to launch a program, try to make a couple extra dollars to pay for, you know, the mortgage or the car payment or whatever the case is. So it's just a, the only word that I keep using to describe it, and it's going to sound funny, is interesting. Don't get me wrong, what's going on is awful, but the space and being an entrepreneur in this space is just, I find it fascinating right now. Well, it is. I've been talking to so many of my friends who are small business owners and a couple of them who I thought, okay, well, they're going to be fine. I talked to them last month and they were killing it and they've got mostly online stuff and no, because their factories are shut down. So they can't Mm -hmm. manufacture their product and they can't put in orders. It's really been very fascinating to kind of see the underbelly of how this is affecting each person, even when you think, oh gosh, maybe it's not affecting them or you hope it's not. It's the the ripple effect has gone so far so fast. That's, I think, what's kind of stunned me. Yeah, absolutely. And then also like to see how fragile businesses are and how fragile systems are and I mean, we're still in the beginning stages of this. We're still a couple weeks in and just the amount of things that have fallen down that have broken that needed to be rebuilt already is just, it's an astronomical number. And I was just talking to a client who's in shipping and he was saying that even Christmas going forward, we will have issues getting our Christmas product because they actually start shipping Christmas product to the States from China and from like Asia in April and May. So there'll actually be some issues with, I mean, even going forward of things that we didn't even think of that haven't even crossed our mind for this year. Yeah, no, very, very true. As we sort of dive in and really hear about, you know, your life experience, the first thing I love to do is I just kind of like to go way back. And when you were growing up, what was your big dream and what did you think you would be doing and how did you sort of get on the path you are now? So my big dream, honestly, if I look at it from like a career, what I wanted to do, I wanted to dance. 
I danced from age about five to 15. It was kind of just my super creative outlet, a really great piece of expression for me. And I thought that's like what I would end up doing. The biggest piece of my past, the piece that I wanted to kind of go through was actually just to get out of my parents' house and just to survive. I grew up in kind of a turbulent, is how I describe it, upbringing in a house that had a lot of abuse, physical, mental, and sexual, and then a ton of drug use. So my dance was actually my expression and my outlet and my safe haven to kind of remove myself from the situations that I was gifted. Wow. And thank you for sharing that. And I know that you actually share very openly Mm -hmm. about your background and the trauma that you went through. And you referenced even that earlier, just about how that really has formed and shaped not only your companies and what you do, you know, but also just sort of your resilience. So I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about your companies now and how they were born out of this trauma or a reaction to that or how they sort of have been fueled by that. So Tola Marketing and Creative is like my baby. It's 11 years old this year in May. It's kind of my firstborn. If I could pick a favorite, it might be my favorite. (laughs) But it was actually started because growing up, they think the part of my abuse story that kind of stuck with me the longest was the mental abuse. Mm. The fact that I grew up kind of with my father, especially bashing women, um, saying women shouldn't be successful. They should be kind of barefoot pregnant in the kitchen, that schooling and education wasn't important, kind of a, a very almost third world approach to women in my households. So Tola actually was born out of not only was I going to be successful, but I was going to make damn sure that every woman who I encountered had the tools to actually kind of drive and find her own success, whatever that is. So it started as a marketing agency for yoga studios because I was a yoga teacher. It was part of my healing journey was my yogic practice. I saw a really great need there for marketing and support. And then it spiraled into, well, I have a friend who's a holistic doctor and I have a girlfriend who's a naturopath and a Reiki master and a massage therapist and fill in the blank. And it kind of grew to this health conscious female entrepreneur population. And then it grew to, well, my girlfriend's a lawyer and -and so-and-so makes greeting cards and this one has a boutique. And it grew then to kind of all-encompassing female entrepreneurs. And that's kind of the baseline is we work with women and we help support and grow their dreams digitally. And a couple smart men as well who have female-focused business and want our purview on that. That was really kind of where that was born and birthed. Excellent. Well, and tell us about your podcast, Stacked Against. I think this is a really fascinating concept behind this. Part of the reason why I'm so open about sharing kind of my trauma story is because I see what happens when a woman holds that and basically just creates these limiting beliefs surrounding that. We as women and actually just people in general always see someone who's ahead of us and think, oh, wow, they must have had it really easy or they must have had it made or someone must have given them a grant for a million dollars, like fill in the blank. We have all these kind of made up stories. Honestly, my avenue for that was just to get a very ground level for people who had something stacked against them, be it, you know, health challenges, be it relationship challenges, be it I've had people who are homeless or who have eating disorders, people who I've had on was hit by a bus, like literally anything. And then they've birthed their business out of what they've experienced. And they've used that story as their resilience and their power versus using it as why they're a victim and why they can't do something. It puts everyone on the same playing field, which is what I'm all about. Because if you see someone and you're like, oh, they've gone through this, I can go through my story. It's just that little bit of encouragement that people need. And it's that little bit of vulnerability push. Yes, I was just saying, see it to be it is our mantra. 
Exactly, exactly. So you're right there with stacked against. <laughs> so which is why I love that as well. So you need those examples in your life. You really do. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, tell us about milk and cookie. First, I thought like, oh, she must have a really cool bakery, cookies or something. You know, isn't that cute? It's so much more. So tell us about that. So my biggest dream, I guess, other than dancing when I was a child was I wanted to be a mom. And I had the chance to do that 11 years ago and I actually lost a baby. I'm at 38 weeks, I had a stillborn, but that was still the dream that I kind of held on to and didn't do anything really with for about nine years. I had kind of a nine year pause in my birthing experience and I did some grief and bereavement dueling, really spent time in that space. And when I had my daughter, I'm dead fast, dead set on, I will have this connection with her. I will breastfeed. I will do all things natural. I will do whatever I can to to support her in the best way possible. And I couldn't breastfeed. (laughs) I had six lactation consultants say, you're not going to be able to, it's not possible. You have this, this, and this stacked against you. And I kind of rolled my eyes at that and said, well, you know, I'm going to figure it out. There's going to be a way I can do that. Kind of went on this journey of the breastfeeding diet, which is essentially like, salmon three times a day, spinach three times a day, like everything you can think of that's like, it sounds great and I loved it. But after like three weeks of eating just that, you're kind of like, I'm done. So I started kind of playing around in the lactation cookie space. My husband's a food scientist and we, from what I knew from doulaing and supporting labor and birth, we kind of combined passions and combined skill sets. And after 60 different recipes later of, you know, concocting things and mixing things that were beneficial, we made a really good tasting lactation cookie and gave it to a couple of friends and they asked where they could buy it, which for me, honestly, that's super easy. When you own a marketing agency, we threw up a website a week later and became a national cookie company a month later and two and a half year old business making a couple of hundred thousand cookies. So it grew up really quickly. I was actually born immediately within three months of actually birthing my daughter. So not what I advise for maternity leave. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It serves a lot of women and it's another way to basically say something was stacked against or something came against you and you have a way to change that or shift that if you really truly want to. Tell us a little bit about it. I mean, I think I sort of wanted to go back to you becoming a birth doula or just a healing, I guess, to when you lost your child. I sort of see a pattern here in you know, how you take kind of a specific trauma and almost like directly you overcome Mm -hmm. it. You actually dive so deep, which actually in many ways sort of is counterintuitive because so Mm -hmm. many people would actually run away from that. 100%. So for me, I picked that up honestly because I birthed my stillborn alone. I was going through a divorce with my first husband. It was not a healthy situation and I don't have relationships with my family. So I was a hundred percent alone and I was in a military centric area and I was just watching not only me go through this, but like other women, other friends. And it was, it wasn't even necessarily a stillborn. There was someone who, you know, had a miscarriage, another one who had an infant loss this whole space of bereavement where we were doing it alone. And honestly, that frustrated me to no end. And it was, I can either, you know, close off, shut down, never date, never get married again, never have a baby and kind of shut off this dream. Or I can dive in to say, okay, well, no one was there for me, but I'm going to make damn sure someone's going to be there for every other woman who has this experience. And that has been my kind of piece. I have always tied all of my passions and all of my businesses to something that was traumatic for me. And I don't think you necessarily overcome it, but I think you can leverage it and actually use it for supporting, for good, for other purposes that, you know, are healing to you as a human being as well. 
Right. That's amazing. Well, and I know that not only from your own experience, but from, you know, all the women that you have talked with and worked with, you know, through your podcast, I would love for you just to, what kinds of golden nuggets, pieces of advice, just really important things you've heard and you're like, wow, like I'm remembering that and that you can pass along to other women, you know, who are working their way up and trying to find their path. One of the biggest things that I kind of practice and then preach is if it's screaming to you and if it's talking to you, don't ignore it because it gets louder and louder and louder until you actually have to do something with it. And what people don't realize is that like, yes, it sounds painful. I'll just use the doula example. It sounds painful to be in a birth with someone, but just that relationship and that connection and knowing that you're doing something that you didn't have is like the fulfillment, is the deeper why that everyone talks about. Like you get to actually live that out, like tie that back to you and tie that back to your purpose, which is just, again, so powerful and so healing at such a a deep, deep cellular level. Amazing. And, you know, of these, are there any particular, I'm sure so many, but any particular stories that have stood out to you that resonated that you would share that you think would help others? Um, As it relates to my story or others? Of the people that you've interviewed or come across? Honestly, every interview I have, I get off and I just marvel at the person that they are. And it changes on a day-to-day basis. So for instance, one of my interviews with one of my, I'm stacked against particularly, he was hit by a truck on a bicycle and he was at this corporate retreat and he was kind of not spending a lot of time with his kids, not spending a lot of time connecting with his family and just living a life that he didn't want to live, but was kind of on this really good on paper trajectory of success. And uh, he had this wake up when he got hit by this car and just, he basically reworked his entire life to then figure out what was meaningful to him and to help people not have bad days. And that's just like truly remarkable to me that he was able to just pivot at such a high level and really honestly save his family, save his marriage, like everything and everything is so interconnected. So stories like that always hit me deep in the core. <laughs> you get to see the connection of what it is that someone does and the path that they choose and how it affects everything and everyone. Well, it is interesting because I think that in a way, you know, when you talk about this coronavirus pandemic and this being an interesting time, I think that it's amazing. I mean, just go on Facebook. You've actually Mm -hmm. seen exactly what you're describing. We've all been hit by a bus, right? And watching people pivot and transition and find the positive and everything from the silly stuff, like there's this family, every night they're doing a different theme and they cook a dinner that's that theme and they actually go in costume, they dress up. So they're going to have a Mediterranean <laughs> dinner and they're all dressed like Greek goddesses. And this. And, I mean, it's hilarious. It's just showing like the bonding. And, you know, these are people I know, I'm not saying, you know, they weren't a great family, but you never saw them post all these pictures mm-hmm. of, you know, it's really different. So just everything from that to certainly the pivots and the reinvention in business. So right now, I mean, it's not a great situation, but I think people are actually getting back to the root of what's important to them, which is so beautiful to watch. I live in a community that's a golf course community and on my street, I've maybe seen since I've been here, which is six years, maybe 20 people walk by. And the other day we were out there and we were like spending time with our daughter and just getting some fresh air and kind of moving. And I looked around both right and left and there were 25 people outside. Wow. So just like stuff like that, that you don't, you would kind of not even think about kind of just take for granted. Like we're starting to get really, really connected and really 
like find out what matters the most to them, to people in general. And that's what trauma does when it takes stuff away from you. And when it strips you so far down, you start to realize what's important and what's not. And that's what we as a global community are honestly living through right now. And it's tragic and traumatic, but it's also, there's some beauty in what's actually happening too, if you look at it. Yes, it really is. I mean, I've seen so many and just been kind of blown away, you know, with people I've known for a long time. So it's been enlightening in that way, for sure. All of your businesses and your podcasts are really built kind of in support of other women and helping other women and, you know, mentoring. Where do you find inspiration and mentorship and guidance? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Do we have about an hour to go through all of my sources? (laughs) Um, We can can list those as an addendum to your podcast. (laughs) I think honestly, so for me, personal development is a a big piece of my business development side of things. So I have mentors that are more on the spiritual side. I work with a couple energy healers and a shaman, particularly a Reiki master kind of ties into the energy world. From a role model perspective, I had one woman actually who was my high school band director was the woman who helped me get out of the space that I was in and figure out a way out of kind of the traumatic situation I was born into. So she is a really big, strong role model for me. She's just a huge supporter and an advocate of children, which is so powerful. And she was a band director. Like she didn't need to help me. She didn't need to push me through and help me sign student loan fast for document. Like she didn't need to do that, but just above and beyond and just a beautiful soul. So I pull mentorship and some advice, some safety wise advice from her. And then honestly, I have a great relationship with my in-laws, both were entrepreneurs. So it's just a a really great mentorship as well in a family member that I was so lucky to actually marry into. So that's awesome. And then everyone who's on my podcast too, like I said, I get off the episode and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired by you or like what you've done. (laughs) So I'm lucky to be in that space where I actually am able to pull like from a constant stream of inspiration and role models and mentors. Yes, I can completely relate because I'm exactly in that same space. Definitely such a gift. Gives you perspective. Yes, indeed. I'm kind of wrapping up. Just love to do kind of a little fun speed round to get to know a little bit more about you personally. So um, what does your morning routine look like? Maybe different today, but uh, you know, normally what does your routine look like? So pre-coronavirus, um, I actually wake up about four thirty-five o'clock. I have a yoga room in my house and I just do some quiet meditation, prayer, journaling. And then immediately after that, it's a cup of coffee the size of my face. <laughs> Generally with my husband, it's kind of our quiet moments together after I kind of download from source. So God, energy, whoever, universe, mother nature, however you want to say it. Then I get to kind of sync up with my husband and we get to start the day together before we actually go wake up my daughter. Right now, it's a little bit crazy and chaotic. And sometimes I have a tornado of a two and a half year old and a puppy come run in my room. And (laughs) I don't get those quiet moments with source self or husband. I completely understand. Well, what are you currently reading or listening to that you might recommend? Oh my goodness. So Try Softer is a book that I'm reading right now. It's a newer book. It's actually just the author had gone through some stuff and she was always the striving girl. She was always the achieving girl and she just has this new way of being, which is Try Softer. And then I'm actually obsessed with Nikita Gill right now and her poems. They're just very inspiring, very uplifting to women. She's a strong female supporter and I have her poems as well going on right now. I'm going back to, I always have like eight books going at once. The Body Keeps Score, I'm actually revisiting for the fifth time as well. Last question. So what's one thing you can't live without? 
I already said coffee and that was size of my head. So, um, honestly, one thing I can't live without is just a journal and a notebook and a pen. Mm. Like I have this constant stream of thoughts that if I don't write it, I just kind of sit there and spiral and ruminate. So I'm a good old paper and pen gal, not digital notes. And I have to actually write stuff off just to get it out of my brain and download it onto paper. So that's what I'd pack with me to a deserted island. (laughs) (laughs) Cassandra, thank you so much for sharing with us so openly. You really have an amazing story. And can you tell our listeners where they can find more about you, where they can find more about your agency and your podcast and even your cookie company, because we probably have some breastfeeding women that might be interested in that. Yeah. So CassandraShuck.com is online home and it's C-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A-S-H-U-C-K.com. And you can find links to all of the social media, all of the companies that I own or invest in, kind of my coaching, my podcast stacked against. And I mean, everything else you'd want to ever know about me is pretty much on the website. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate you sharing with us. And um, we will continue, you know, to watch what you do and see what new companies you end up starting for sure. But thank you for joining us today. And, you know, good luck with everything in our shelter at home situation here. I know we're all juggling a lot. So I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the See It To Be It podcast. For more female empowerment, inspiration and advice, Subscribe to our free weekly newsletter featuring a new woman to watch each week and check out over a thousand more featured women at onthedotwoman.com. Know someone we need to feature? Reach out at onthedotwoman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.